Welcome to the Andy Staples Show presented by Sling. This is a little time traveling we got going on here. The the body of the show is me and Art. But I am here right now at 2.17 a.m. Eastern Time waiting for Washington to take a knee so that I can tell you that Washington's 51-33 victory in the Apple Cup where Washington averaged 11.3 yards per pass attempt and 8.2... Oh, sorry, I think that 8.2 is, is, a, is the wrong... Oh, I'm sorry. 9.6 yards per rush is going to put Utah in the Pac-12 title game against USC. That's right. We watched USC beat Notre Dame earlier in the night. Oregon blew a big lead against Oregon State. Oregon State scored 28 unanswered points. Basically stopped throwing the ball, just ran the ball right down Oregon's throat. Oregon now... Out of the Pac-12 title race, it is USC versus Utah. Utah, the only Pac-12 team to have beaten USC this year. The only team to have beaten USC this year. And Utah trying to repeat as Pac-12 champions. USC trying to win the Pac-12 title and probably clinch a playoff berth. This is going to be a wild week. Ari and I are going to be in Las Vegas for the Pac-12 title game on Friday night. So we will see USC and Utah. It'll be... Fantastic. Can't wait. Caleb Williams may be clinching a Heisman Trophy while we're there. And we'll see how that kicks off a championship week that, hey, we don't know what's going to happen quite yet. Because if Utah wins, that knocks USC out. TCU, are they in? We don't know. If they lose to Kansas State, does that mean they're out? We'll find out. Georgia, they're in. If LSU beats Georgia, they're not in. But what happens with Ohio State? Alabama's still lurking there. You're going to hear me and Ari talk about that. I'm going to leave you, before we go into the body of the show, with a little more food for thought. Because this is something I should have brought up with Ari when we were discussing this. But I want to make sure that you think about this. Because we were trying to figure out... Who do we think will be ranked higher, Ohio State or Alabama, in the next rankings? Which that they'll be below the teams in the top four, but they'll obviously be in striking distance. I think it's going to be Ohio State that will be ranked ahead of Alabama. Ari agrees with me, but Alabama will be right there. And the way Ohio State lost to Michigan, we we've seen how the committee loves Alabama. But I will throw some food for thought out there. Alabama finished the season ten and two. There's another team that finished the season ten and two. And beat Alabama, and that's Tennessee. I bet Alabama will be ranked ahead of Tennessee. The committee will be able to use the excuse that Hendon Hooker's hurt and Tennessee's not the same team. But just think about that. It's going to be a very interesting next few days as everybody argues about this. I don't know what's going to happen. I think that Ohio State will be ranked ahead of Alabama. I also think the committee should consider Ranking Michigan number one, and Ari and I will get into that too. Uh, But I'm guessing that they're going to keep Georgia at number one. But they should consider Michigan at number one. Just just compare it. Compare and contrast. I'm curious to see what they come up with. It's going to be one more wild week. We're going to have a lot of coaching news, coaching changes. Uh, Just on this day, Matt Rule was officially hired as Nebraska's coach. Lane Kiffin appears to be headed back to Ole Miss with a big extension. Hugh Freeze appears to be the number one choice at Auburn. Kenny Dillingham, the Oregon offensive coordinator, appears to be getting hired at Arizona State. Willie Taggart fired at Florida Atlantic. There's going to be a bunch more of this over the next few days, so get ready. But now, let's talk games, chaos, and aftermath with me and Ari. Well, I'm excited to see, Andy, the... uh podcast extraordinaire that you are how you're going to handle this how are you going to weave through tonight well what order are we going in well okay so i'm guessing a lot of you saw the video we did right after oklahoma after oklahoma, i'm just i'm watching oklahoma play right now right after michigan and ohio state and if you haven't we have a 20 minute reaction right after that game ended that was very interesting where we assume a lot of things that tonight proved that we shouldn't have assumed. So, like, one of the things we assumed was that LSU would just roll over Texas A&M. 
That mm-hmm. did not happen. So we're going to talk about that because the Michigan-Ohio State result, while some of the things that we talked about are still relevant, some things have changed since then because that, that Texas A&M winning against LSU changes things. And Ari, I texted you a question right before we started this thing. And I'm really, really intrigued by it because I was watching at the end of the USC Notre Dame game, Kirk Street has the, the playoff rankings up and he's got his telestrator out. And he's crossing people off. Like he crosses off LSU and he crosses off Clemson because Clemson lost to South Carolina on Saturday. And he's, but, but I'm going, okay, where, where are they ranking Alabama on Tuesday? As I look at that. Yeah. Um, Cause so that, what, that, that seems like Alabama's still in striking distance and I don't well, think they are, but well, before you, before you, uh, reveal your, where you think they're going to rank, but I guess maybe it will anyway. Do you think that Alabama will or should be ahead of Ohio state on Tuesday? I think they will. So you think they'll the be five Ohio state lost? No. Well, yeah. Well, okay. All right. It has this to is, be five. Why, right. They, they, they do. You're right. This is the thing. USC's ahead of Alabama already. I, I, for some reason, I was I, I was blocked on that, thinking Alabama was ahead of USC. They've already got USC ahead of Alabama, so that's fine. So it'll it'll go Georgia, Michigan, TCU, TCU. at number three, and and we talked about this during the Ohio State Michigan. What about video. USC at number three too? That still could be a possibility. It's a possibility, although TCU finally had a dominant win. It looked easy for them against Iowa State. They're I undefeated. Think TCU, yeah. I think TCU is going to wind up undefeated. I really do, but. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll see. They're still playing in the little apple. What are you? Why are you assuming anything right now? I know we should never assume. Never assume. <laughs> I don't know why. Last okay. week was the grab assery week, and this week is the never assume week. Well, so we talked about this in the video. I actually would be fine if you wanted to move Michigan to number one based on that win. I think that they you have a case for number one. They they won't do it, but I'd be fine. I'd, and I don't think Georgia cares either way. <laughs> They're like, we'll smash whoever you put in front of us. It's, it's yeah, fine. It's just a matter about like, and I don't even know if that would impact the uh, the locations of which bowls they played in either. Right, because if USC is one of them, they're going to go to the Fiesta if they're a higher ranked one. Although I guess it doesn't matter because you got you're going to have a Midwest team at number one and a Southern team at number one. Assuming uh, we shouldn't assume, but okay. So let's just say for for clarity's sake or for, for the sake of brevity georgia stays number one michigan's number two tc's number three sc's number four who's number five ohio state or alabama i think ohio state's gonna be five why one less loss what if one less played? loss and the one What's time What's the line if they played? Now, I realize these are two very similar animals. This is not Three. Alabama against somebody else. This is Alabama against somebody that the committee will view just like Alabama. Yes, and I think that that's why they'll put them five. Because I think the spread would probably be two and a half, three. Right, it would not be a it'd huge be, It'd spread. probably be a close game uh, or a close spread. So um, I think that the second loss... Uh, is probably going to do it for them. But I do think that whoever's number five on Tuesday is probably the pole position for the final playoff spot if TCU or USC slip. Right, right. Now, if TCU slips, does it matter as much? Like, do they still get in at 12-1? and one? I don't know. I don't think TCU's in the playoff if they lose a game. Really? And, and that game is the championship game of their conference. So... USC, and again, we are waiting to see who USC is going to play. We will not know that for a couple hours because we need to see the result of the Washington-Washington State game. The Apple Cup will determine whether they're playing Utah or Oregon. So that Oregon-Oregon State game, holy crap. I've, how does Oregon do that? How, how do wheels they blow fall that? off real quick. Good Lord. And listen... I the the fourth and one call. I'm okay with fourth and one calls when you have a quarterback like that. But when it he's just hurt keeps happening, and you've got a lead, <laughs> just punt the ball. Don't get cute. Like, yeah, you're on your own thirty. Yeah. They're moving the ball without throwing. Like that. That's the scary part of that is Oregon State did all of that without throwing, 
And oh, Smash Mouth football all the way. Yeah. Didn't they so, have like and, 15 consecutive run plays in that game at the end? They did. They did. By the way, you know who looked really good up front on, on Saturday night? Who hasn't looked that good up front all year? USC. You're talking about defensive front, right? Oh, offensive line. Oh, offensive line looked good and defensive line I thought yeah, looked pretty they, good. Uh, bo- both lines of scrimmage looked good for USC. That was, the, that was the best I've seen them play. And so I, I just... I'm fascinated to see how this winds up because Oregon can still back in if Wazoo wins the Apple Cup. It's and Utah. by the way, Wazoo might actually win the Apple Cup. Oh yeah, this is yeah, <laughs> this is not a foregone conclusion. So, and Utah beat USC, but as you've pointed out, it's at Rice Eccles, tough place to play on a night when they're honoring their fallen teammates. It if you put that in a neutral site. I don't know if Utah wins that game. Well, also, too, Caleb Williams is just flourishing right now. Oh, I mean, he boy. was really good at the beginning of the year. We knew what he was going to be. But if you watch that game, it was like Heisman moment. It was like every play was a Heisman moment. He flashed the Heisman. Like, I mean, yes. we should dive into this right now. He actually like, should like, he, he did the Heisman on the wrong play. He, like, yeah, he should, there were yeah, two well, or three he, other ones that would have been more appropriate. I mean, but. if I were him, I would just flash it after every play I made. Like, I, I mean, is there so he's the Heisman trophy winner. Right, I, I I don't know that who who can overtake him in this. Even next if week. they lose next week, he, he like might, I I say he win it? I say watch all the games. I always say this: watch all the games. Don't decide who you're voting for before you watch all the games. So we're gonna watch all the games next week, and then we're gonna make the decision. But right now, I would say he's number one on most ballots, and I would say it'll be very hard to unseat him at number one. Like who's gonna do it? I don't even know who you would play. Right, exactly. Who who would it even be? Like, like I don't Drake, even think C.J. Stroud would be in my top three anymore. Right, and Drake May could have the best game ever in the the ACC championship game. It won't matter. So, well, I think, if Drake May drops 500 yards of offense and they beat Clemson in the ACC championship, and like they UNC wins the ACC off of his back, like that's a pretty compelling storyline, right? Especially if you pair it with a Caleb Williams it, loss, it'll get him. It'll get Drake made in New York. It won't get him the, the Heisman Trophy. I know, but now, imagine that scenario where, like, if if Drake May plays incredibly well and USC loses, then USC and UNC are both obviously out of the playoff discussion. You have yeah. one conference champion, and you have one player who, I mean, I, I it's like I think both of us would agree, maybe coming into last week that we would take Drake May over Caleb Williams to to be. It, to, Tyron Fetterman with Max Duggan and and Max Duggan would be the other person I think would have a chance. Well, these are my top three for the, the straw poll. Yeah, Max Duggan would have to have a brilliant game and, and I would kind of have to save them. Like, I think the, the thing that puts Caleb Williams in the lead for me right now is the fact that he has had to completely carry this team in most games. He actually didn't necessarily have to do that against Notre Dame. Well, I mean, let's just did. call it what it is, too. Like, it's sexiness and flash. Like part of it too is like the way that he plays is exciting. Yeah. You know, oh, he yeah. had a play tonight where he was running at full speed with his back to the line of scrimmage before turning around and turning a 20 yard gain. You know, like there's the way that he plays is exciting, fun. It's the USC persona. They're mm-hmm. about to play for the Pac 12 championship. Well, we, the stats we, are there. Like I every, said this last year when he, when he got on the field at Oklahoma finally, we we're like, this guy's special. He's, yeah, he's of incredible. course. There's no question. And that's part of the reason why. USC is an attractive place. And the reason why we made the bet that we made from my side, because it's just, I mean, it's just Oklahoma on the West coast, which is even more lethal. It's like, I I was actually thinking like, they must sting just to be an Oklahoma fan today. Cause you're kind of watching the manifestation of the way that the thing, what was expected for well, your you're program. Also, you're happening. also going to overtime with Texas tech after you yeah. took the 24, nothing lead. But it's so, just like, that would stink. I actually like, I'm not even trying to be an ass. Like I, I do kind of feel for those people because you know, you're watching your plan play out perfectly. It's just mm-hmm. not at your place anymore. Yeah. It's like, there is a certain, I mean, if, if Caleb wins the Heisman this year, is that the fourth one that Lincoln Riley's had? Like, is that, that's gotta be yes. some sort of record. It would be the third one, but Kyler the, Murray, Baker Mayfield, and, and then, then Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams, and the Jalen Hurts, Hurts was, was in the, the finalist. Yeah, was in the ceremony. So I yeah. mean, that's it's like honestly ridiculous. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. You know who could have been in this in this hunt if they'd let him play all season like he played today? JJ McCarthy. 
J.J. McCarthy was awesome. Yeah, he was. Like, J.J. McCarthy, no matter what happens for the rest of J.J. McCarthy's career, he will be a legend for that game against Ohio State. Yeah, today. yeah, no, it's definitely a legend. Are we veering Good. into that now? When we are we should. Going? Okay, we should. We got people in the chat okay. who obviously didn't see the earlier one who, who are wondering why the hell we're not talking about the biggest result of the day. So let's talk about that. Sure. So we've said multiple times on this podcast, we don't know what J.J. McCarthy is. He's never been asked to throw them to a win. Today, he was asked to throw more than he's ever had before. He was, he was, he was asked to provide Michigan's explosive plays when the run game was not working. And guess what? He did it. Okay, I'm going to start this off with a... I've had a lot of time to reflect since we did our thing. All right, all right. And I wrote a column about Ryan Day. And after I wrote it, I also reflected even more. Okay. We're going to talk about Ohio State. There's a lot to talk about. But let me me be a man here for a second and just say... All right, all right. I've said on this show for long periods of time before I was even a part, the co-host, when you would have me on when I was covering Ohio State, that Jim Harbaugh was not the right person for the job there. That he just wasn't going to get it done. He wasn't recruiting at the high enough level. Um, you know, we had seen enough of him failing time and time again in big-time games for the first six years of his tenure there to know what he was. Like, I was in the camp of fire Jim Harbaugh before they cut his salary in half heading into last year. I was wrong. What he's been able to do at Michigan is remarkable. And I think it is a reminder that in this instant gratification society, that sometimes hanging on for longer periods of time might pay dividends because it would have been completely rational to fire Jim Harbaugh and this never would have happened because if they would have, they wouldn't have been in the position that they're in right now. They built a hell of a football team. They kicked the crap out of every uh, a very talented team and they have changed the paradigm of the Big Ten and they have reclaimed the rivalry back. So being a man and and owning up to being wrong, I was wrong, Andy. Like I was wrong I owe him, too. I owe him an I apology. Was same, I was in the yeah. same boat you were. I thought there was no chance that he'd be able to bring them back when they did the salary cut. I was like, yeah. hey, he's just it's going to be more of the same. But it wasn't more of the same. And that's what makes him a badass too, though. Like doing something yeah. admirable. Like a lot of people, me myself included, would be like, screw you. I'm not taking half the money. This is we made a contract. I'm not. Like he just shut up. He doesn't prioritize the money. He he went to work. He rechanged his staff. He got that whole thing going again. He took half the money, got his money back, and won two games in a row against a team that nobody thought he could beat once. Um, well, and, and I and find he it, lost one of the people that that a lot of people gave him gave credit for the change. I mean, Mike McDonald was a big reason why Michigan got so much better last year defensively. He leaves. He goes back. He was basically on loan from from John Harbaugh and the Ravens, and he goes back after Wink Martindale leaves the Ravens. And then they go get Jesse Mentor, who had been with John Harbaugh on the Ravens and had been with Clark Lee at Vanderbilt. And guess what? They're still awesome on defense. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's just, you know, we're in a position where people listen to us. And if you think somebody should be fired, like, I think that maybe we should think a little bit harder, and maybe not just you, maybe I'll just talk to say this for myself, about what that means and the severity of that. And well, whether yeah, that's you, actually the right move, it's, you know, it's, it's never good to call for somebody's job unless you really think. And, and the thing is, it's not so much I mind calling for a head coach's job because they're going to get big buyout money. They'll be fine. But the problem is, every time you have a firing in a college football setting, there's a lot of five figure salary employees whose lives get uprooted right. because everything gets swept away. And yeah. that's that's the problem when you when you have this fire everybody mentality. But I, I will I will admit with, and like, I actually right his, his his results, Andy, were fireable for five years by the standard of Michigan. And, and the 2020 right. season was very bad. Now, I, I think you you can say the 2020 season, you know, it, it's a weird year. So you don't ha- it doesn't have to be the fireable year. You, you I thought I thought the solution they came up with Ward Manuel and Jim Harbaugh was awesome. a cr- creative one. He bet on himself. He did flirt with the NFL last year, which I don't blame him for. And I thought when he was flirting with the NFL that he was like, I finally did it. I can't do it again. I'm gone. That yeah. was wrong, too. You know? Yep. And, like, we are going to spend a lot of time talking about Ohio State here because it's one of those programs that you talk about a lot. 
But I just wanted to make sure that on our podcast that Michigan got its minute because it deserves yes. it, right? Oh, yeah. And, 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 and the J.J. McCarthy thing, too. Now, we have not been the people saying that J.J. McCarthy is their weak link. We have always said they've never asked him. So Were we people don't know. saying he was their weak link? Oh, it's, it wasn't us. But, yeah, if you if you listen to a lot of the, the, the rhetoric around the country, it oh. was, well, J.J. McCarthy can't throw them to him. No, you don't know that because he's never been asked to. But now they now he's been asked to, and it wasn't just him throwing them to a win. It was him throwing and then being a lot of the running game before they could really get the running game going. Like he allowed them to get the running game going, and the threat of him running, I think, helped open things up for when they finally got Donovan Edwards going. Now, uh, when when did their their running game finally start working? You pointed this out earlier today. It happened after a very critical call by Ryan Day. And it that call by Ryan Day is the type of thing that changes the mentality of a game on both sides of the field. And that's when he decides to punt plus territory instead of just going for it. Suddenly, the next drive, Michigan can run the ball. They, Michigan looked like the Michigan we'd seen all season. Yeah, it's just uh, the lead from the story I wrote. It's not often in a game like this, one that ends in a lopsided 45-23 to 23 score, that you can identify exactly where things were lost. But Michigan's beatdown of Ohio State on Saturday in Ohio Stadium, it was clear as Ryan Day. Like, it was... Oh, look at that. They got the Ryan no, Day but, pun and everything. But, like, wow. the second they punted... And it's not about an individual call in an individual game. It is the temperament and the message that you're sending to your team. And just so people understand, Ohio State was down by four. Um, right? They were down by four, I believe, when they punted. Mm-hmm. Um, they were at the Michigan 43-yard line, and it was fourth and five. And you have a Heisman Trophy candidate and maybe favorite at that point um, on the field. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. as the best receiver in college football on the field. And you you punt at home in sunny, clear weather against the team that you're supposed to be imposing your will on, what are you saying to your team? Right. You're saying, I'm scared. You're punting in a situation that you didn't punt in all year either. So you're changing the way that you've, you're playing in this game. That's weakness. And and, and that is something I'll that also bleeds out, into the attitude of your team. Jim Harbaugh wouldn't punt in that situation. Like He's always been pretty clear on, I'm going to do what the analytics say. Like He was doing that long before it was popular among all the other coaches. And Ohio State is designed to beat their enemy, their their opponent. And when you punt in that situation, you're sending a message that you don't trust your team to get it done at home. Your team understands and, and feeds off that. It's a tightness, and you can feel the tension yeah. on the sideline. And for the rest of the game, Ohio State didn't control a second of it. You, you said it. you think Ohio State will finish rank or will be ranked ahead of Alabama on Tuesday. Yeah. Is it possible that the committee goes two losses on the last play of the game? Yes. One ass whipping. I think if they put Alabama ahead of Ohio State on Tuesday, that would be a very reasonable thing to do. Because the way Ohio State lost is is the thing here. And, yeah. and I've said I don't think it's going to matter as much because we've had blowouts this year. Now, that was when LSU was still in the mix because LSU's sitting there with a nasty blowout to Tennessee, blowout loss to Tennessee. I There's not really that now with the other teams that are, that are in the mix. Yeah. It's like, do you want to take one blowout loss? That got away from you at the end. This really Uh, seems like it may come down to a perfect scenario for my kidnap Kirby Smart or Jim Harbaugh, depending on who's number one. Truth ass juice. Yeah. And and administer the ass juice and be like, listen, who do you really not want to play? Because frankly, I would love to hear the answer that Kirby Smart would give if he has to choose between Alabama and Ohio State. Like, who would he really not want to play? I bet you Kirby would probably pick to play Ohio State. He would rather play Ohio State than Alabama. Just because you don't want to play Saban. I mean, like, why would you don't want to give a Saban a month? That's true. I mean, true. You're, you're talking about a coach that coach scared. It bled into the team's temperament, and they lost against a rival for the second consecutive year after the wheels fall off on their home field versus the greatest coach of all time yeah. with Bryce Young. You know, like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that, it, yeah. that I can understand ranking Alabama ahead of Ohio State. 
So, yeah. you know, we'll see what the committee does. And, it, and, and I'm excited to do the show with you on Tuesday because it, it it'll be really interesting because because Alabama has a you know, not great looking win against Texas that they had to squeak out. They had to squeak out a win against Texas A&M. You know, they, they have the two losses. So it, it will be very interesting. Updates, by the way. Kansas State has finished beating Kansas in the Sunflower Showdown. Kansas State will play TCU for the Big 12 title. Also, Washington State, early in the second quarter, up 10-7 on Washington. Referees attempting to break, or officials attempting to break up a fight right now. Um, yeah, crucial updates. Uh, yeah, I, there you go. I, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot to unpack. And the, you know what the craziest thing about the Ohio State situation is after last year when they lost the way that they lost they replaced their defensive staff for the most part they went and got a defensive coordinator who's Mm -hmm. making two million dollars a year and both times they needed to stop with the game on the line uh michigan scored on one seventy five yard touchdown and scored another touchdown on another drive um but what do you do now well like that's the thing like what's if anybody has shown us that you can change a team's personality it's what jim harbaugh has done with michigan like he created a new personality for Michigan. And I, I, I think, obviously, like Sharon Moore, I think, has a lot to do with that, moving him from tight ends to, to O-line. And, and I think that should show you, if you're Ohio State, that it is possible to do that with some staff changes. or That's what they were trying to do for with, the entire that, past year. For the, for the defense, not for the offense. Well, the defense blew it. The offense, maybe if the offense had a killer instinct or a personality, this is again, this oh, is a sure, Ryan Day sure. thing. Like, yeah, if the, if you have an offense where if you absolutely need yards on the ground, like when you're at Northwestern and the wind is blowing forty miles an hour, and you just mash them up and down the field, you're going for that fourth down. You're not punting there. Yeah, and during the Urban Meyer era too, like Ohio State was a run first, smash mouth football team that ran out of the spread. Texas so like, Tech has just beaten Oklahoma fifty-one oh to forty-eight in overtime. This is this is the greatest day in the world for for message board geniuses. In fact, we may have to just a do a live right. read of message board geniuses yeah. on the show. Good lord! Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's next. All I know is that there's a problem, and the worst thing for Ohio State is that they they came in last year. They they could have told themselves, you know, half the team was sick. They played in on the road. It was snowing outside. It wasn't good conditions. Uh, the defense was weak. All the things, you know, matched up perfectly for a one-off Michigan win. This year, everything lined up perfectly for Ohio State to win, and they lost. So now it's been over a 1,000 days or whatever the counter is at that, since Ohio State's beaten Michigan. Um, and they have to go at least another 365 days until they can try again, all of which there will be a insane may, dark may, cloud maybe, of doubt. Maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, that's the last thing I was going to say. There yeah. is a possibility that Ohio State could face Michigan in the national championship game this year. Like that literally could happen. It, or they could play a one-four game. Like let's not. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if they, the committee isn't going to. What if LSU beats Georgia? Assume nothing, Ari. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, could you imagine if Ohio State lost to Michigan again in the playoff? They might fire Ryan Day if that happened. Like, they really might. I mean, seriously, like, could you imagine? No, I can't. But it would be incredible that that game, the the stakes of that game would feel incredible. It would feel like when North Carolina played Coach K and Duke in the Final Four this year. They play all the time, but they had ruined his last game at Cameron. And now they have a chance to end his career. Like, it would feel like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Alabama's a legitimate threat right now. And I didn't know that we should that we should say that. I, I have a hard time saying that because I keep saying, no, no, they're they're. they're but you're the one who just they said, would them. you would rank Bama ahead of Ohio State or no? It was, No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think the committee's going to do that because there's two losses. The losses have to matter. I, I just think... When when I saw that graphic, I was like, oh, God, where are they going to be? Like, they're still in very much in striking distance. Well, you know what's crazy, too, is the top four that is going to be there on Tuesday might just be the top four. Right. 
Yeah, right. Because Cause TCU and USC. Chalk, like, I, I don't think that USC is going ha- to lose in Vegas next weekend. Well, we're going to have to place a bet on that. Other than the one we already have, but yeah, I believe there's a scorpion shot bet. I might just have to. to I might just uh, have to like bet five hundred dollars on the money line for whoever they're playing, just to hedge out. But to, again, you lose no money if they lose this year. They'll probably make it next year, and I got to pay. Yeah, I'm the dummy who took the three year bet. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm not going to celebrate it yet. I, I, I but I uh, I think I nailed that one. I think I, think I nailed that too. one. Yeah. I think you did too. I like your chances of of winning that one. I really do. Well, especially now that they have one of the most exciting quarterbacks we've seen in the last 10 years on their team. <laughs> it's amazing. We'll be right back after these words. We're going to talk about some of these other results, but we, we let, let's let's with a help, little help from our friends at Message Board Geniuses look at some of the reactions to these games. To help us pick which games that we talk about. Because I'm looking at one right now. The board is uh, is Tiger Droppings, of course. Oh, my. Ari, the uh, the LSU fans are unhappy. I haven't looked at it yet, to... so you're gonna ha- I'm going to like go through it with you as you so, read them. So, LSU Tigers 8181 said, He did this bleep at Notre Dame. We're in for a lot of letdowns. Speaking, of, of course, of Brian Kelly. Here, here's the better one from Slidell Cajun. Be honest. Who would you rather be the coach for LSU right now? So what Slidell Cajun is asking is, would you rather have Brian Kelly, who took a team that was 6-6 six and six last year and fired its coach and won the SEC West, or would you have Jimbo Fisher, who took a team that is like number six in the 24-7 talent composite and went 5-7 and seven this season? So are we? do we think that Kelly did a bad job now? Two weeks after we were, we we don't. These people do. No, I know. I just like is that? Is that they where they, we're they at? may have had a little bit of the brown liquor. Oh, by the way, Washington now up in the Apple Cup, fourteen ten. I think you're going to be given a lot of updates on this one, but I think um, you're right. I, uh, yeah, I don't know how to gauge that. I mean, they're going to the SEC championship game in year one, so you know, relax. I just don't. I mean, I never was fooled that LSU was some sort of juggernaut. So, right. It, it was never. Like you thought, okay, if they put everything together, they can beat some good teams because they have really good top end talent. But Jaden Daniels as a quarterback never gave you that much confidence that they could just win a national title or, or you know, be competitive in the in in the playoff. So I think they're going to get there, and I don't think it'll take long. I think maybe even by next year, we'll be talking about them as a team that. Can win yeah. the SEC, can can c- compete in the playoff, and by the time it's a twelve-team playoff, I, I think we're going to feel like they're going to be a, a bit of a fixture in the thing. So yeah, yeah, it's it's okay, it's going fine. They're not going to win in Atlanta, but good first year, not great it, first year, good first year. Yeah, it, I mean that game was crazy, and and I'm sure if you're a Texas A&M fan, you're frustrated because where was that all season? Like that was a bunch of freshmen making plays. You know what that is. Stars that's the, mattering? No, it's the perfect opportunity oh. Oh to end the season on a good note. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher has uh, a few extra weeks to uh, recruit his butt off because he's not going to be preparing for a bowl. That's right. Keeps everybody a, intact. I don't right need an offensive into, coordinator, Ari. Right don't back, worry about that. I right got back it. into the top five in June. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Matt Brown, one of our editors, said. Oh, well, he's, yeah, look at all these young guys playing. So well, I think I'm going to pencil them in at number six. Connor Wegman's first ballot. win. <laughs> it, it is. All these young players. Let's see how they finish off this class this year. I can get back on board. <laughs> oh what am I? God. I'm the guy who gets cheated on and stays with his partner, aren't I? You are with with, with this particular with football. Type of, yeah. Yes. So I, I don't. I will not do that. I will need to see them win some stuff first. But if like what I want to see with Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. Wegman did beat UMass last weekend. That's right. He did beat UMass. Okay. This is his first uh, Power 5 win. Sorry for deleting that from my brain. There you go. (laughs) But I need to see how many people they keep on the roster. Yeah. Like that. uh, That's going to be the litmus test is if this roster is mostly intact next year. And they sign another top five class. Yeah. I'm probably going to feel all right about them. If there's a mass exodus, that's another story. And look, there's a lot going on. Like, we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about some of the off-field stuff because there's so much crazy on-field stuff. But at the moment, Hugh Freeze is the favorite to get the Auburn job. Lane yeah. Kiffin is, is 
signing a big fat extension at Ole Miss. Uh, Matt Rule has been officially hired by Nebraska. That happened on Saturday morning. So there's one more. Oh, that's right. Kenny Dillingham. <laughs> Kenny Dillingham, the Oregon OC, is going to be the head coach at Arizona State, which Ari and I both said, that's a very natural fit. You should do that. Ari wrote a great column about it the day, was it the day after Herm Edwards got fired? Yeah, it was like two months ago. Yeah. Now, do you I think, think that uh, I think I, Oregon, I, I believe Oregon fans were on the message board saying that, uh, that, that Kenny threw the game. Ah, here it is from Leaf in Duck Territory. <laughs> Only thing I can think of with some of the offensive calls at the first half and at the end of the game, if he didn't, then good riddance to him because that play calling was pitiful. Yeah, I'm reading it now, Andy. Miami message boards, Urban Meyer. It's the only man who can save the program, even though I can't stand him. Miami's saying this now, after they just signed Mario Cristobal yeah. to the largest contract. Ryan Day they've ever given anyone. is Ohio State's version of Rich Rod. Wow. Oh, here, here's, a, here's a good one. This is from Sooner Scoop. So this is an Oklahoma fan. Sushi sucks. This is not sliced bread, unfortunately. I, I wish it were sliced bread. Uh, oh, by the way... Uh, touchdown Washington State. Sushi sucks on Sooner Scoop. Riley was a much better coach than realized. <laughs> I I can't read the rest of how these. Many, how many, they are how many Heismans and playoff berths did they need to see before they realized he was pretty good at his job? OU 50. I literally hate this bleeping team and incompetent staff. This is Texas bleeping tech for God's sake. <laughs> Does Dabo want to leave Clemson? Maybe this is his way out. <laughs> yeah. yeah just, what does he call? Does he call Auburn and be like, are you all sure you want you? Yeah. Oh, you, you sure? <laughs> like, Is it just like really sad people who are intoxicated? Yes. And angry. They're also angry. Because they, like, they, they, they don't believe any of this. I also think there's a certain type of fan. And of course, this is, you know, this is what makes Message Board Genius is what it is. It's, this is not everybody. This is like 1%. But I have a friend who's like this who went to my alma mater. And I, I am convinced that the only time he wants to engage in conversation about Florida is to complain. Like, he doesn't want to say, wow, that was awesome. It's it's always, well, they're doing this wrong or they're doing this wrong. And I think this is the, this is the type of person. And I got to admit, they're very entertaining. Yeah, well, Stu's uh, kicking the uh, Oklahoma. The beehive? Don't do that. He goes, you guys were right. I was dumb to pick Oklahoma to go seven and five. <laughs> oh. oh. He, he did pick K-State to win the league, too, and they, they are in the championship game. He so. got a lot of crap for that, and it's like yeah. he, he might be right about all His of it. His Texas one was right, too, wasn't it? Didn't I, yeah, I think the whole thing turned out to be right. Did, well, no, no, because I think he said Texas was going to go – Four and five in league play, so they didn't do that. But they were six and three in league play. But that was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, good, good job, Stu. We're proud of you. Wow, holy cow! I'm not sure I'd take the victory lap on that one. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, Stuart yeah. picked uh, Samuel Callen reminds us Stuart picked Texas to go four and eight. So, yeah. Well, you only pick out the you know. You only tell your yeah. friends about the bets you won, don't you? You know, <laughs> That's exactly. but 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 listen, there are certain ones where you're right, and and you don't need to tell anybody you're right. You just sort of. <laughs> I mean, I understand the urge, though, Andy, because if you do something and you get dragged for it, and it's just like Oklahoma fans can be pretty tough on Twitter. Like you get That's dragged true. and dragged and yeah. dragged. The guy was uh, Stu was standing behind the tree, rubbing his hands together this entire season, waiting for this day. So, oh yeah. Well, as, as BT Base points out, most people never say, man, the McDonald's ice cream machine is working. It is expected. <laughs> Everyone says the because the ice cream machine is always broke. I could really, really go for one of those ice cream cones right now. They're amazing. Is that weird? I love those. No, I, I would take one, too. So there's so much more to talk about. All right. All right let's let's clean up the, the conference championship game pictures as best we can, because there is still one hanging out there that we don't. We don't know the matchup yet, but the ACC has been set for a while. It's going to be Clemson and North Carolina, but there will be no playoff implications to the game. Georgia and LSU has been set for a while in the SEC. Tonight, it was decided that 
TCU would be playing Kansas State for the Big 12. For the Big 10, Michigan. And this weekend was was wild in the West. Because on Friday, Nebraska beats Iowa. And, and that throws that into, into chaos. Purdue falls behind at Indiana and was behind for a while. But then pulled away in the second half. They are your West champs. So Purdue, Michigan... We don't think there's, I, know, I realize the theme of tonight is assume nothing, but we don't think there's a chance Purdue beats Michigan, right? I, I don't think so. Okay, thank you. Last year, <laughs> I thought that Iowa could beat Michigan. Yeah, that, that was a... And that was a... Blowout. That was uh, pretty gnarly. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if we're going to get any Big Ten magic in Indianapolis, but you know now we're waiting to see if Wazoo wins, Utah goes... No, if Wazoo wins, Oregon goes. If Washington wins, Utah goes. Got it. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I, I, I was. Uh, so Utah fans are Washington fans tonight. Utah fans are massive Washington fans. Oregon fans are massive Wazoo fans. I just, I cannot believe that Oregon after what happened today could still go and win the, the conference title. Like what are they, what are they going to be like mentally after that game? I don't know. You got to just be, you know, be alive and, and take the path that you take. I, I don't know. You just, you play your next game, one game at a time, right? Coaches. That's exactly right. Well, you, you're going to have to, you're going to absolutely have to. So, Alabama beats Auburn in the Iron Bowl. We think Hugh Freeze is the is the lead candidate for Auburn. Hugh Freeze's Liberty team got destroyed by New Mexico State, by the way. Yeah, because they probably... Oh, yeah, because he's like, yeah, guys, I might be leaving. And that was that. Yeah, that, that was a pretty uh, insane box score. It, it was. Now, listen, we've talked about this a million times. Hugh Freeze, from a an on-field standpoint... He's everything Auburn would want. He'll go head-to-head with Nick Saban and Kirby Smart in recruiting. Doesn't care about that. And actually will not have a bunch of stuff thrown. and Won't have a lot of accusations thrown at him like when he was at Ole Miss if he gets guys because NIL is a thing that exists now. On field, he drives Nick Saban crazy. We know that. Yeah. Don't know how Kirby Smart feels about him, but Kirby obviously coached two of the defenses that Hugh Freeze beat when they, when they beat Alabama. We believe that he's going to win there, right? If it's him, I think so. I think yeah. so. I I think he's a good football it's, coach. It's interesting though because you you went through all this rigmarole, you paid all this money to Gus Malzahn, you went through the Brian Harson thing, only to hire buddy of Gus Malzahn, who I because I think they weren't going to do it last time because they were trying to get away from Malzahn. And I think now they realize, well, no, no, that was not so bad. What was going on then? So, I, and, and I saw some dissension in the Auburn fan base. A lot of it is is because they don't want to hire Hugh Freeze because they don't like him because of how everything ended all miss. And look, it was it was bad. But you know, if if it's all right with his wife, I guess then I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna be judging too much. Yeah, I mean, all anybody cares about when it's all said and done is winning football games, and you know, so, what it is. So we'll see how it yeah. goes. Touchdown, Washington on the throwback to Michael Penix Jr. This game is going to melt our faces, Ari. Yeah, it's I mean, it's with the over under is going to hit at 80, 88 points. You think or what? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's going to go that high in, in in terms of total. I just it, it's Pullman. It's late at night. Weird things happen. That's what we I mean, love. They're about scoring this touchdowns anyway. back and forth on every drive. So, yeah, I, I'm enjoying this very much. A little breaking news, Ari. A little breaking news. We talked about the Texas A&M roster and and how, how does it stay together. We have a defection from the class of 2021 announced just a few oh, minutes no. ago. Elijah Judy, edge rusher from Philadelphia. He only played in two games. This is not one of the one of the freshmen who played a ton, but he is uh he's into the portal. Or will be when it opens. So that's that's one. There you go. Got to keep the scoreboard. But again, he didn't play that much. So this is not particularly shocking, I don't think. 
Yeah, he's you said twenty one class, right? He's twenty one class. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the twenty two class. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm thinking twenty two class. It's like because Elijah Judy was rumored already to have been on. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah, way yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, so I looked at that, but he he just announced it a few minutes ago. So I always wear a hat inside responding to one of the comments because my hair is a mess and I didn't have time to. Your hair do it. is fabulous. You should you should know that. Okay, it's less fabulous now. But if you if you put forth a little effort, it would be pretty fabulous. I had to do my hair on Thanksgiving Day for family portraits, so that was that was my one shot this week. There you I'll, go. I'll do it in Vegas, so I got some really good cream. Oh, now. That's right. This is a good time to remind everybody, this time next week, we will be doing the show from Las Vegas, from the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. We will do the the Saturday shows. We, if if we have a crazy you know game we want to react to immediately, we'll we'll do one from there, uh, and then the usual post game show, and then also right after we get the the real Final Four, the actual playoff announcement, we'll come back on Sunday and and do a show live. So it'll be fun. If you happen to be out in Vegas, come by Mandalay Bay and say hi. We will be hanging around in the sports book all day Saturday and probably a lot of the day on Sunday. And uh, we'll be at the Pac-12 title game on, on Friday night. We don't know uh, who we're going to be watching yet because the Apple Cup needs to, to tell us. Yeah. And I'm going to be up for it all night. So, you know, we'll, we'll see uh, how it ends up going. But I'm excited. All that matters is USC is going to be there, though, man. That's the main event. It, USC is definitely going to be there. Caleb Williams is going to be there. I would think probably locking down a Heisman candidacy at that point. Don't forget your ATM card. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to need cash. I, I can Venmo you what I need to Venmo you. We're going right to the tables, pal. I don't know what you're talking about. Man, you're going to the tables. <laughs> Listen, if I'm losing money to you, I'm not. I'm giving money to the tables. So I'm not. I'm not trying to chase it. I'm not chasing the dragon. I'm going to buy a steak because at yeah. least I get a steak. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take you to dinner, Andy. If I win, I I appreciate that, Ari. I'm going to spend gonna a lot it. of that money then. Oh. Okay, I see. I see how it is. <laughs> All right. No, I'm going to take you to dinner, bud. It's the least beautiful, I can do. Beautiful. All right. Let us predict how Tuesday will go. And again, I don't think the committee is going to do this, but I, for our purposes, I hope they argue this. I would like a robust argument between Michigan and Georgia at number one. I would like a resume comparison because obviously Georgia's domination of Oregon looks great. The way they played against Tennessee looks great. The The way they beat South Carolina looks even better now after the last couple of weeks. But are we sure? I because think that Georgia's pretty much locked in here. I think so. But the best win of the season, as you pointed out on, on our earlier show, belongs to Michigan now. It does. And, Best win and, of the season with terrible resume otherwise. I don't know how it, that jives. Well, they destroyed Penn State, which went 10 and 2. Now you can yeah. say you can say what's Penn State's best, but they're still 10 and 2. And they kicked the crap out of them. You know what's crazy is that if you gave everybody ass juice, they'd want to play TCU first, I bet. So actually being the two seed is probably more advantageous than being the one seed, depending on who the four seed is. If the four seed is potentially Ohio State or Alabama, if there's any chance in the world the four seed could be Ohio State or Alabama, you probably want to be the two seed. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I'm, I'm just like looking at the college football playoff rankings right now, and I don't even – like let's just say TCU or USC lose. Mm-hmm. The only other two teams that it could even be – I guess would be one loss TCU or Ohio State or Alabama. Like there's nobody else there. Right. Exactly. So touchdown Washington State. Yeah, that over is hitting in a hurry. (laughs) This is going to be amazing. Now we'll we'll be back here at about five in the morning to wrap this thing up, but it's it's going to be incredible. Yeah, you said you were gonna you're gonna do us all the solid and oh, you can go to sleep, Ari. I can go to sleep, but I'll handle it all. Don't worry. you, You might be regretting that promise. They're stopping the clock and going to commercials every 30 seconds for the touchdowns. Listen, there's nothing I can do about that. This is the this is the life we chose, Ari. It is. There's only 14 of these beautiful Saturdays a year. I intend to savor every minute of every one. Yeah. 
Also, this may not be a touchdown. We'll see. Next week, the other there's conference championship games on Saturday. So when we're in the book, they're going to be on TV, right? They are. They are. Yes, Kevin, I made an Apple Cup bet, and I'm wrong. <laughs> I have two Apple Cup bets. One looks good, and one's wrong. Do you have the Apple Cup under? I have the Apple Cup under, and... Did you check the weather? Washington State plus three. Did you check the weather? Every time you say touchdown, I die a little inside. <laughs> if you checked, if you didn't check the weather, like it's clear. Of course, they're getting the over. You need a snowstorm. Oh, no touchdown. Good, good. We're live, baby. We're back. There you go. You're back. <laughs> Aren't they All at right. the one yard line? No, no, no. That's an incomplete pass. It's just oh. a long incompletion. So. You got very lucky there, Ari. And no, it's not lucky because I have Washington State plus three. See, it's like a weird confuse. I just need Washington to stop scoring touchdowns. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, Ari, I'm going to let you sweat this. If you happen to be awake when this thing's over and you want to talk for a few more minutes, that's great. If not, this will be the end of the show for you who are watching live on video. If you're in podcast form... This will also be the end of the show, but I have yet to record what you will hear at the beginning, and now my head hurts. But it was an amazing day of college football. It's been an amazing season. I can't believe the regular season's already over, Ari. This, this actually was the fastest year of my career. It was, and I, it, I, I know everybody says that. We say that every year, but... No, this it, one was really fast. I, I feel like it was September two minutes ago. I really do, and... So I, I want to thank everybody for, for taking the ride with us. This has been a blast. We got another week of just full on, full go. You know, we'll, we'll have the rankings reaction show. We'll have those shows out in Vegas. We're going to have a lot of fun this week. And it's not even over yet tonight. Yeah, don't even That's say goodbye. Because even when it is over, we got you three times, four times a week. Like, exactly. we're not going anywhere. Like, exactly. This is, this is a year-round show. Like, exactly. This never ends. You just get more food talk. <laughs> all right good night everybody we will talk to you again on monday or tuesday if you're listening in podcast form but for those of you listening in podcast form just remember what you heard at the beginning i haven't said yet that your head's hurting out too good night everybody.